Introducing Pastor Nomti Odukoya. Pastor Nomti Odukoya is an educationist and life coach with a master's degree in global human resource management. As the co-pastor of the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria, she ministers the message of hope to a congregation and women around the world. The founder of Fundawazi, which means learn and know in her native Zulu language. She's passionate about building wholesome and integrated family life with focus on raising godly and socially responsible children and ministers. She's the author of several fast-selling children's books. Her ministry and message of hope to children and women span across Nigeria, South Africa, Europe and the United States of America. Please welcome Pastor Nomti Odukoya. the conference but I have to say good morning honorable fountaineers <laughs> how are you all doing this morning amen I'm enjoying mine too hallelujah so I'm grateful that I'm here and I believe that God will speak to all of us in Jesus name and there's this scripture which has been on my heart this first Samuel 2 verse 2 can you just put it up do you know maybe I should also share this with you since I like to share my life with you guys when I was praying to come here, that was nine years ago, it was 2009, yes. I was praying about coming here because we're already working on getting married. One morning, I just woke up. I heard clearly. Even today, I don't know how I heard, but I just heard First Samuel chapter 2. And usually I would go, and then I would go to the toilet, mainly have a bath and everything. Then I would have my devotion with God, devotion time. But that day, the urgency was so much. I needed to read my Bible then, and I didn't need to go to the toilet first. First Samuel chapter 2. I was opening my Bible like this. When I started reading, it was amazing. So from time to time, I go back to it because I believe that's the scripture God gave me. But when I was reading it again last week, we were just praying about the conference. Verse 2 stuck with me. Let's do it together. Ah, it blows my mind. No one is holy like my Lord. And I also like us to do it in song. You know, speak scripture sing scripture eat scripture everything there is none
you are here in our midst. We thank you that you will divide this word according to our needs here in the name of Jesus so that none of us will live the same way we came. Father, move any way you want to. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Just give your neighbor a high five and say, the covenant keeping God is here and sit down in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. So, before I go to my scriptures, there's this story I read in, the primary, in primary school. Mr. Rabbit was envious of these two animals. I can't remember this story very well. I just remember the moral of the story. I can't remember the names of those animals. And you guys were not there, so you can't remind me. (laughs) So, he didn't like their relationship because they were tight. They were always together. They always looked like they had fun together. You know when friends are having fun, they share that special bond. He watched and watched and thought of ways to separate the two. How can I drive a wedge between these two good friends? So he, he thought one day he met them, you know, strolling down the road. And he just asked to talk to one of them privately. He said, can I just see you please? So the other one obviously granted him audience. Follow, he followed him. And he went, wow, the weather is so beautiful today. This, the, this weather, it's been really good these days. Even during the night, the stars shine bright. It's been really good. And the guy was like, yes, yes, yeah, it's been good. And so I said, okay, uh, okay, you can go back to your friend. So this other animal said, is that all? Did you want to tell me something? I said, no, I just wanted to speak to you. That's all. So he went back confused. He went back to his friend. So his friend obviously, obviously was eager to hear what the conversation was about. So what did Mr. Rabbit say? The friend said, he just spoke about the weather. Can you believe it? The friend said, it's a lie. Why did he call you privately if he wanted to talk about the weather? Couldn't he, couldn't he have just said it in front of me as well? He said, 
Honestly, there is nothing else. He just spoke about the weather. He said it's beautiful. Even at night, the stars are shining and everything. That's all. He said, don't take me for a fool. I don't think you, there is something that he told you that you don't want to tell me. And that's how they fought. They fought, fought. And Mr. Rabbit was hiding in a corner somewhere, laughing. (laughs) He was happy. Because he achieved his purpose of separating the two. The devil does the same day and night. He draws us, he tries to draw us away from God. He calls you and says, have you seen how God has not been answering your prayers lately? Is it not God, but for you he's not answering. How long have you been waiting for this job? Have you not been giving have you received? He is everything. And the more you listen to him, the lower you get until you do not have strength to move anymore. But he's a liar. You then remember, who shall separate us from the love of God? Is it tribulation? <laughs> is it distress? Is it persecution? Is it nakedness? Is it famine? Is it peril? Is it sword? Ah, 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 ah. We are killed all day long like sheep to the slaughter. And the word of God says in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loves us. I'm more than a conqueror. God is with me. He said he will never leave me nor forsake me. He is with me wherever I go. He says if I put his at my right hand side, I will not be shaken. He says in his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, pleasures forevermore. I remember that he's my God, is my refuge, is my strength in time of trouble. Therefore, I will run back to him. He is the Lord, my shepherd. I shall not want I shall not want. I will go back to him. I will go back to him. Keep, remember his promises. And by the time you say it, you are going back to your rightful place. Because you are seated with him in the heavenly places. The devil is a liar. He uses all tricks, but he has failed in the name of Jesus. So one, 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 one guy said something profound. He said, when two ladies go to the supermarket to do groceries. One lady might enter and she will pick a basket. She will quickly take her stuff and go back home. Whilst the other might pick a trolley. Who will go back home first? The one with the basket. Because it's easy. And that reminds me, hey, pastor, you know, let me tell you just about pastor. So, we went to the supermarket, that's, you know, when we're in South Africa. And he doesn't want you to spend too much time. But for me, I want to go around, let me see what else they have, even though I'm not going to buy it. Let me just have the time, so that next time I come, I might need to buy it. So let me see. He said, no, 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 we have to go, let's go. Like, oh, he was following me every step of the way. So I would, I would take, then he gave me money to go and pay. We had finished buying a few things we wanted to buy. And when he went, he said he was going to wait for me by the door, by the entrance. I said, okay. When he left, I went back to go. <laughs> to my surprise, I just saw my husband here. I was like, what's going on? He said, I know you. 
I'm not going to leave you until you are standing in that queue. <laughs> I was like, oh my word. <laughs> so some people pick the basket. There's a basket. So when they get home, the children are happy. But it would be wrong for the children from uh, the neighbors to look at that home and say, ah, oh, their mom is back from, from the supermarket. Look at all the goodies she brought them. They're enjoying, you know, they'll be enjoying, but we are still waiting. It would be wrong for them to forget and think that their mom is not coming back. Their mom would come back, but their mom would come back. By the time mommy comes, they will need to come and help mommy carry the stuff. Amen. So if you're waiting in one area of your life or any other area, God is pushing a trolley for you. He is picking, walking down the aisle. Do you know that some products expire? Products expire. So he goes through the shelf to make sure that he does not give you expired products. And he is like, "Mm, this one, if you're a single person, this one will expire soon. If I give you this person to get married to, you will expire along the way. You will not go through with this marriage. Halfway, you might expire. God does not want anybody to expire on you. So he picks the proper brand. There are brands and there are brands. And God is looking for the choicest brand for you. So he's taking his time. Put this is for my child. We have a covenant. I'm not just going to give him anything. This is from him. This is for her. And then by the time God, God comes back with his trolley, everyone will know that God has gone, had gone shopping for you. Everybody will know, ah, God went shopping for this one. Amen. So don't rush that basket. God is coming with his trolley. Amen. Amen and amen. So I would like us to have a look at the title of, our, of my message, Stand Your Ground. Amen. And this character we're going to look at today stood his ground. Let's open our Bibles to the book of 2 Kings chapter 18. It's a long story. It wasn't easy. I was like, this would be good for a Bible study. It, just for a few minutes on, on a Thursday morning might not be easy. But I'll do my best with the Holy Ghost help. Amen. Do we have it up from verse 1? Hezekiah reigns in Judah. Okay, by this time, Israel has split into two. And the others retained the name Israel. And Judah were Judah. So there was Israel and there was Judah. And Hezekiah was the king of Judah at this time. Now it came to pass in the third year of Hoshea, the son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was, uh, was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. And verse 3, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. What a good testimony. Verse 4, he removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel. 
so that after him was none like him, oh Karaba, among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. Let's take verse 5 again. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel. See what, what it does. None, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. I love this testimony. Six, for he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord was with him. He prospered wherever he went. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. So that means he served no other God but his God. He rebelled against the king of Syria, Assyria. This, this king of Assyria, he was a terrible king. He was a, a horrible person. He, his army was so strong. He had defeated so many nations, including Israel. Remember, there's Israel and there's Judah. We're talking about Judah here. Including Israel, he did all he could. He was, he was just so powerful and he felt cool. So during the 14th year of Hezekiah's reign, he came to try them out. It's like this boy, he does, by this time, he must, be, he must have been 39, 40. This boy does not want to serve me. Who is he? In fact, not, he, he said it this on verse, in verse 19, the last part. What confidence is, is this in which you trust? And the next verse, the last part. And in whom do you trust? That you rebel against me. He thought he was even more than God. He didn't take for himself as a human being anymore. He thought he was even more than God. We'll see as the story progresses how he, he deals with them. So, verse 11. I'm going to be going back and forth. Like I said, it's, it's a long story. So, I'm just trying to get the, um, to the point. Verse 11 says, Then the king of Assyria carried Israel away captive to Assyria and put them in Halab and by Habor, the river of Gozan, and in the city of the Medes, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant. They transgressed God's He's the covenant-keeping God, but he works with people who stay, who stand their ground. Not people who are run-away brides. He works with people who cooperate with him. The children, this Israel, the ones, the Israel, the nation of Israel, they were defeated by him, and the Bible gives us the reason why. Now, let's have a look at Hezekiah. How he dealt with the situation when he was being uh, attacked by Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. And the interesting thing is, this king, Hezekiah, was a covenant person. He, we've already read about the things he did, pulling down those false altars. But he was not immune to attacks. So stop thinking, did I do something wrong? No, the devil is putting pressure on you because he thinks you're going to give up if he puts too much pressure. He thinks you're going to leave God and run to him, which is exactly what is happening here. So attacks do not come because you are living in sin. 
If you feel, even if you are right standing with God, the enemy will try you out. But he will find out very soon that you're not the one. Amen. I'm not the one. Tell that I'm not the one. Yeah. So I looked at it. I just tried to put it in some few points. That the way, the ways that the devil attacks people. Looking at this story. Verse 22. But if you say to me, we trust in the Lord our God. I must say, I was, I was really, like, I had holy anger as I was reading. I was like, what audacity, what a nerve. Why would this guy be like this? You know, it was as if I was hearing this story for the first time. But if you say to me, we trust in the Lord our God, is it not he whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah has taken away and said to Judah in Jerusalem, you shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem. You know that, that verse, I, I, didn't even, I wasn't even going to, to share anything from that verse because I kept looking at it. I'm like, no, why is that, that's not true. Why is he saying this? Because God already told us in verse 4 that Hezekiah removed the high places, the, all, those, all the pillars, the wooden image and, and pieces, everything. Why is he saying this? I would go there and go, I was like, I even told Pastor Pisoy, I was like, I don't understand why this king is saying Hezekiah pulled down the temple of God as if he pulled down the temple of God, whereas he pulled down the altars of the false gods. Why is he confusing things? He just, she just, Pastor Pisa just laughed at me. I mean, she, she understood, but at that time I had not understood. I kept looking, I kept checking. And I was like, oh, it's because the devil is a liar. I didn't remember honestly. I was like, why? Why would he tell a lie? It's already there, what he did. Why is he telling a lie? I was like, he's a liar. That's what he does. He tells a lie. Just like Pastor was talking earlier. He, he makes people think that they're, spiritual leaders are bad because Hezekiah was their leader so he needed to attack Hezekiah say don't listen to Hezekiah in fact we're going to see throughout the story he keeps saying he keeps saying do not listen to Hezekiah do not listen to Hezekiah I don't know I don't know how many times please read this story at home do not listen to Hezekiah do not trust in God I'm like I've never heard somebody tell you directly like that do not trust in God you know, there are things, situations which, te- which tell us not to trust in God. But this one, do not trust in God. Do not listen to Hezekiah. He, he, this is what Hezekiah did, telling a lie. That's what the devil does, so that you will not receive anything from God's prophet or from, from the pastor that God has set over your life. He is a liar. Amen. I hope I'm able to, to put that point across. The word of God in 2 Chronicles 20, 20 B says, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. So he wants to divide the word of God and, and make you say, I believe in God. Yes, you'll be established. But what about part two? Believe in his prophet and you'll prosper. Sometimes. Sometimes, not all the time, sometimes people do not prosper because not, they do not believe in the word of the prophet. The devil has told a lie about the prophet. Like, like they always say, 
if the prophet is wrong, leave him to God or leave her to God. Face what God is saying. God says, by his prophet, you shall prosper. If you want establishment, you'll be established. But if you want establishment, prosperity, what will you do? You believe God and you will believe the prophets. Amen. Amen. So, and he continues telling the lies. Verse 25, he says, um, the last part, the Lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. God sent him to come and attack them. And he, verses 23, 31 and 32, he's making threats and empty promises. He's trying to make a deal with them. Um, Verse 23, now therefore I urge you, give a pledge to my master, because he sent sent, uh, somebody to talk to them. He didn't go by himself. Give a pledge to my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you 2,000 horses. Does it sound like the devil, what the devil said to Jesus when he was tempting him in the wilderness? Do this and I will give you this. Does he have anything? He does not have anything. He has empty promises. There's a saying which, is, which goes, an empty vessel makes a lot of noise. A lot of noise. It makes, this is the noise they're making here. Boom, 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 boom. That's just the noise. You do not have time to listen to the noise of the evil one in the name of Jesus. And he says, you should not be deceived by God. He started mentioning his victories over some nations which proved his strength. This is the nation which I, I defeated. This is the other nation. So who do you think you are? How do you think you are going to, to stand me? But Hezekiah, all this while, they kept standing there they kept they kept until verse 32 until I come and take you away to a land like your own land a land of grain and new wine that's that's the king of Assyria a land of bread and vineyards a land of olive groves and honey that you may live and not die Who's who's talking here? It is not God. You may live and not die. How can somebody whose main existence is to kill, destroy, still kill, destroy? That's uh, John 10.10. That's his whole reason for existence, to still kill, destroy. And he tells the children of God, that you will live and you will not die. I will do this. He, he always likes to imitate God. When God, God goes, those are the promises God had given the children of Israel. You will enter the land of plenty and everything. He behaves as if he, he has it all together. Like in real life, we have seen how, we, how it is. Sometimes, no, I like to be real like we, you know how the situation is in life. Sometimes we think God is too slow. And we feel like, we don't think it's the devil. We feel like if I did things without God, but if you do things without God, who is helping you do them? The devil. We feel like when we do things without him, then things will be faster. And sometimes it works, but watch the end. Like Psalm 73, 
will tell you that's the sum of Asaph. So he did the same thing even in the Garden of Eden. That's what he told, he, he told them in Genesis 3 verse 4 and 5. He's the same promise. The serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. He keeps saying you will not die, you will live. Who is telling me? Sometimes some things might sound scriptural, but watch who's telling you. Because they will not come to pass if they are from the camp of the enemy. No matter how right, how right they sound. Am I making sense? Because I'm, I was amazed when I, read, I was reading this. Why does he keep giving promises to the children of God? For God knows that in the day you eat of it, that's in Genesis, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. He knows he tried to be like God and he was thrown out of heaven. He's using the same system to get, because he hates God. He, ha- he hates God with passion. And when he looks at us, he sees the glory of God. And he thinks of ways to get back at God. So he attacks us. He tells us lies. He knows the truth and he tells us lies. He tells us lies. But the liar will remain a liar. We will run with the truth in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So with Hezekiah, he intensified. He intensified the pressure. Believing that maybe they will relent. And verse 35, he compares other gods to the almighty God. You see why I was angry when I was reading it. Are you angry too? Who among all the gods of the lands have delivered their countries? He's talking about those who had gods who will deliver them from my hand that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem from my hand. See, those ones they could not. So the Lord, your Lord cannot deliver you from my hand. It's a lie. God will always deliver us. Amen. But the people, what I like about it, but the people, verse 36, held their peace. That's how the children of God operate. Remember what he said in Exodus 14, 14? Hold your peace. And they answered him not a word, for the king's commandment was, do not answer him. There are some conversations and arguments that you do not bother participating in. Because they're going to pull you down. You're not going to add, they're not going to add anything. You know the truth. You just let them believe in a lie. But you know the truth. Don't get yourself involved. In 2 Timothy 2.16, the word of God says, But shun profane and idly babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, which is the aim of the devil. He he starts from the point of godliness. Let's talk about God. You know those discussions. Let's talk about God. But they they know what their aim is. Their aim is to lead you to ungodliness, to feed you with their rubbish, is that the correct word? To fill you with their rubbish, I still can't think of another word but to fill you with, the rubbish of the devil will go back to him in the name of Jesus, so do not stoop, stoop to his level, reply him with your silence and your God will fight for you, amen so what did Hezekiah do when he was facing this pressure He did what we all should do when we're facing pressure. He ran to God. When we are facing pressures, we will run to God. 
we will not rely on our own strength. You know, King Asa, he was, um, I think, I think it's in the book of Chronicles. He was a, uh, he was a very good king. He was doing everything right. But there was a time he fell ill. He had a disease in his feet, I think. And he started looking for help somewhere else. And God, because this answer, there was a time he went to war and he prayed and said, God, you know, you are a man of war. Whether we go out to this war with many or with a few, you will help us, you will deliver the enemy into our hands. And God did that. So when God heard that Asa had gone to look for help somewhere else, God was angry. I said, Asa, I helped you. I did this for you. I did this for you. I put roof over your head. I put food on your table. I gave you life. You're alive because of me. You have your children. They are alive. Even if there were problems along the way, you are still fine. You are here in the house of God. You still have shoes. You have both feet. But this problem, this small issue, just because somebody made you angry, you will not come to me anymore. You will not pray anymore. God was angry with us. I hope you heard how I was interchanging the conversation there. God was angry. And that's when he said, my eyes run to and fro. And I'm looking for people whose hearts are loyal towards me. You don't need to do much. Your heart just has to be loyal. Your heart has to be blameless towards me. And what that means, your heart has to trust me. I want you to trust me. We can speak many words and everything, but all God wants from us is that we should trust him. Without faith, the word of God says, it is impossible to please God. So, Hezekiah knew that he had no God but God. He tore his clothes and verse, well, I told you about many. We are now on chapter 19. Verse 6, he sent, uh, he sent them to go and tell Isaiah the prophet, Isaiah who was the prophet at that time. And this is the word of God, verse 6, chapter 19, verse 6. He was heartbroken. This is what he's saying, insulting me, insulting my God. And Isaiah said to them, thus you shall say to your master that you shall tell Hezekiah. Thus says the Lord, do not be afraid of the words which you have heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Surely I will send a spirit upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. That was the word. Did God do it right there and then? He didn't do it straight away. He gave the word, but the, and the word was enough. You have the word of God today. That issue might still be standing like a mountain on your way, but you have the word to bring that mountain down. Amen. Believe in the word of, because the devil has so many words. Believe in the word of God. I loved it when I looked at this. I was like, wow, God gave them the word. But do you know what? what? This king Sennacherib, continued tormenting them after having received the word from Isaiah the word of the Lord through Isaiah he kept tormenting them he kept saying everything do not believe Hezekiah do not don't think 
that God would, would deliver you. God will not do it. He kept repeating the same thing. The devil will keep saying the same thing. But the word of God says, do not fear. They will hear a rumor. And they will go back the same way they came in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, verse 10. Thus you shall speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Do not let your God in whom you trust deceive you, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Hey. Hey. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm like, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you think God cannot move. That's what the devil tells us. He, that's what he tells us. God can, my own, I have trust. Just like I gave an example earlier. God cannot, my own is too hard. It has been going on for a long time. If, if you say that, these are the exact words you are saying. That I should not think, ah, you agree with the enemy. That ah, my God will not deliver me. God will deliver you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God, it's the same thing over and over again. That's why we also have to keep saying the same thing. Trust in the Lord your God and he will deliver you. Amen. And he will keep you in perfect peace. That's what he says. Peace in the midst of a storm. Because you trust in him. Amen. So do you know what happened? Let's jump to verse 35. We're going to come back. Verse 35 of chapter 19. And it came to pass... On a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. And when people arose early in the morning, there were the corpses all dead. Who fought? Who fought? He fights like that without you lifting a finger. 185,000. The angel of the Lord just came. That's what I was saying when I was preparing. Oh, Lord, I don't know how to explain this, but God will help us. Amen. And then, verse 37. Remember the word God said he will fall, rumor, and he will, he will return to his own land, and he will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. The word of God does not return back void. If God has said it, it will come to pass. Whether concerning the enemy or more so concerning you. Verse 37. Now it came to pass when as he was worshipping in the temple of Nisroch, his God, that his sons, his own children, Adramelech and Sharezer, struck him down with the sword and they escaped into the land of Aratah. With what does, how, did he, how did he die? With a sword. The same promise Isaiah gave, Isaiah gave them when they prayed to God. The word of God works. If only we would believe him. Amen. I will keep repeating this because the enemy keeps repeating the same thing. That will God help you? Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Don't mind them. Don't mind pastor. Pastor, is not, pastor will not be there. When your husband is doing this and that. Pastor will not be there when your wife is doing Pastor will not be there when you need to pay school fees. Pastor will not be... Have you heard things like that? 
Uh, are you not telling the truth in the house of God? Or maybe I'm the only one who has, who has things like, but it's a lie from the pit of hell. God is always there, even when pastor is not there. And wherever pastor is, he's praying for you anyway. Amen. Now, yes. I want us to practice what Hezekiah did. I was like, I don't want to talk too much on this. I want us to do the practicals and do exactly what Hezekiah did. I know that the devil might be threatening you in one area of your life. The first thing he does is torment you with fear. He makes you doubt. He may fear. Ha! Hey, Lord, intimidation. Oh, can it happen? It makes you feel small. He makes you feel like you are lacking somehow. He makes you feel insignificant. He's a baby. He's a small child. He doesn't know anything. You are more than a conqueror. The word of God has told us. In First John 4, 4. Greater is he that in, is in us than he that is in the world. We have overcome the world. We are of God. So, people of God, I'd like you to rise up. I'm going to ask you to sit down after a while, but just rise up. I want us to take authority over that spirit of fear. You know where the devil is tormenting you. He said to them, what is your source of confidence? In whom do you trust? Right now, I'd like you to raise your voice. That God is my source of confidence. If the devil has questioned my source of confidence in any area of my life, God is the source of my confidence. That's why I'm confident even when I don't have anything to eat. Because God is the source of my confidence. Are you asking me who I trust? I trust in the living God. I trust in the covenant keeping God. Because if I keep believing him, if I keep saying his word with my mouth, it will come to me. God will work wonders for me. I will not give up. I will not look down upon the word of God. Because I know devil, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make me look down and undermine the word of God. I am not going to undermine any word of God. It doesn't matter who speaks it. I will receive the word of God. And it will work in my life. I, I'm, I'm praying my own prayer right now. I believe you are also taking authority against the spirit of fear. Because that's where it starts. That's why this king of Assyria was using so many words so that he will instill fear in them. You will not be afraid. doesn't matter what you are facing. You will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will trust in God. My confidence is in God. Once there's fear, the ability to trust is lost. I will not lose my trust in God. God, take over my life right now. This king of Assyria Whatever it represents in your life. He wants to take over my life. But I give my life over to you. Over and over again. Every second, every minute, every hour. I give my life back to you. Because you are the one who created me. I did not create myself. Your word says I'm your people and the sheep of your pasture. I will trust in you, oh God. No matter how hard it is. Right now, I don't have strength. 
but I will trust in you. I will keep trusting in you, oh God. Just like you said to them in verse 6, I will not be afraid because because of these words I've heard. You are here to fight on my behalf. I speak confusion in the camp of the enemy. No confusion over my life. Confusion in the camp of the enemy. Just like the four lepers. Father, each time I take a step, amplify it so that the enemy will run away. Just like the four lepers. As they, as they were taking steps, as weak as they were, they took steps, but they sh- their steps shook as if it was chariots. Let my steps shake Nigeria. And whatever that I need to come my way in the name of Jesus. Let my steps shake everything that is standing before me. Mako shakaribo shakara. Concerning my children, I will not fear. Mako, every step I take is ordered by the Lord. Ribo shakariba santa ribo I receive strength. I receive strength in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of fear because you said in your word, I do not have the spirit of fear. I have power, love, and a sound mind. I have a sound mind. I am not confused. The situation is confusing, but I am not confused. The situation is confusing, but I am not confused. I know who my God is. I know who my helper is. I know he's the one. If he was not alive, I would not be standing here. I am standing here because of him. There is nothing the devil can do for me. No matter the number of promises he gives me, there's nothing he can do for me. I tell you, devil, you cannot do anything for me. Only my God can do for me. Only my creator knows me. He knows what he will do for me. He knows the right time to give me whatever he wants to give me. My own is to trust him. My own is to believe him. My own is to stand still. My own is to stand my ground. My own is not to fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the devil. He throws that spirit of fear and he throws the spirit of doubt um, to share this story. On Saturday during the wedding, we're dancing. If you've ever seen me, you would know that I like dancing. Gong, gong. <laughs> so I did komole. When I got here, my knees just locked up. I was like, oh my word, is that how it means to be in, 40, in the 40s? I was like, thankfully, Olamide was just close by, so I held her hand and I got up. Do you know that in the walk of life, you'll be walking your spiritual walk and the devil will just lock up your knees. But we are here together to get you up. Lift up your voice and say, I will not doubt God. I will not doubt my knees are loose right now. I receive strength. I'm talking about the spiritual strength. I'm receiving strength right now in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to compare myself to other people. I have a God. (laughs) The one who sent Jesus to die for me. Makoshi, he did not die in vain. It was not a joke. Has he not done it for others? He would do it for me. Riba shakarababa. Now, we are coming against the spirit of doubt. Because the word of God comes in day in, day out. But why is it not happening? Because we doubt the word of God sometimes. Come against the spirit of doubt. The king of Assyria says, do not let your God in whom you trust deceive you. That was verse 11. 
Do not let him deceive you. He even knows there's a God we trust. Yes, this is a God I trust. And he will never deceive me. Say those words. God will never deceive me. God is not a deceiver. We know who the deceiver is. Ah, my God is not a deceiver. As long as I follow God, I will not be deceived. My ears are not open to deception. Ah, oh, my ears are open to direction. I take direction from God. Numbers, can you put up Numbers 23 verse 19 please God, let's say it together God is not a man That he should lie Nor a son of That he should repent Has he said and he will not do it Or has he spoken And will not make it good Let's pray using this scripture God you are not a man (laughs) You are not a man (laughs) Those who thought you had forgotten me You will show them today That you have not forgotten me You are not a man that you should lie Nor a son of man that you should repent You have said it And I know you will do it You have said it and you will do it You have spoken Ah, and you will make it good. Thank you, Lord, that you are making it good. You are making it good. You are making my life good. You are, every, you are making everything that concerns me good. You are perfecting everything that concerns me. Because you are the covenant-keeping God. This conference, indeed, is for me. <laughs> you are God. I will trust in you. Hallelujah. Please put up Hebrews 6.18. Hebrews 6.18 Let's take it together One, two, three, go That by two immutable things In which it is impossible for God to lie We might have strong consolation Who have fled for refuge To lay hold of the hope set before us There is hope set before us Amen There's this contemporary English version Listen, it says God cannot tell lies And so his promises and vows Are two things that can never be changed We have run to God for safety Now his promises should greatly encourage us To take hold of the hope that is right in front of us. Where is that hope? It is right in front of us. We are taking hold of that hope in the name of... He said it in in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. That he he has good thoughts towards us. To bring us... We have the expected end. Let's use this word and say, Father, I know that you cannot lie. There are two things. Your promises. You, you, that you pro, I'm, I'm, pro, and so his promise. Where's the thing? Don't confuse me. And so his promises and vows. Two things. Promises and vows. Are two things that cannot be changed. Has God promised you something? That thing cannot change. Say, Father, thank you for the promises you have given me. 
because they will not change. They can never change. The vows you have vowed concerning my life, that I will live, I will not die, that cannot change because you are God. And then receive the promise, whichever way you want to receive it. Mako shakaribo shakarababa. Zukorebo bo shakarababa shikerebo. Zakaribaba shikerebo bo shikarababa. Zikarababa shikerebo. His promises are yea and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The next one. Fear. You start doubting. And the next thing, people give up. Maybe somebody here has already given up. Or somebody is about to give up. Do not give up. Do not give up. He's able to do it. Amen. So, you know, he was telling them of the other kings. I don't want us to go back there. Of how he defeated other kings. There was a point where Hezekiah reminded himself. He said, those kings, they were worshipping other gods. But I worship the living God. The God who hears. The God who answers. Oh, Mashikal, children of God, God will answer your prayers. Amen and amen. Exodus 15 verse 26. Could you put it up please? Exodus 15 26. Is it there? Let's do it together. One, two, three, go. If Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases in your which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who he heals. So, this king is like, this is the disease I put in this person. This is a disease. This is how I did. This is how the devil will show you. See how he died of that disease. See how she died. See how this thing happened. Oh, I have, I have a sore throat. This is how it started with that woman. Oh, and then she died. Those diseases that happened to them, they will not come to you in the name of Jesus. The enemy that your case is different. Mako shakara mama, do not even try me. Riba shakareba bashikerebo bo shakaraba. Riba, do not try me with that fear of that sickness. I will not give up because I'm seeing what happened to others. I will not be afraid to get married because I have seen what happened to others. No, no, I don't work like that, devil. I only listen to the word of God. No, I'm not afraid to go and give birth because I saw someone dying when they give birth. Sorry, it happened. It really, it is bad. It's not a good thing. But no, it will not happen. I, I refuse to give up. I refuse to believe that it will, come, it will come to me. My God is my protection. My God will protect me. No, I, be, I refuse to have my business go down. No, it's not going down. It is up to me to say it. Ah, oh, he's the God who heals us. Any disease here is being healed in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, we're almost done. Can you just sit down, please, for a moment? Now, there's this time when Hezekiah, we are now rounding up. He received a letter from the same... <laughs> I heard this... Don't mind me. From the same Yeye King. 
threatened him. He got the, the, he received the letter. You know, a letter, whether it's an email nowadays, you know, some people have never received a letter. Sorry, because it used to be very nice to receive letters. I, re- I remember one time I received a letter from um, an old friend of mine. We were in high school together, I was now in college, and she didn't even know, she just knew the school where I was. She didn't know my address. So I found my letter lying around in the dining room. I was like, whoa. This is my letter. I, this is my name. So I took the letter and read it. And it brought me so much joy. We had been in high school together. We used to enjoy watching football together. We had that special bond. She wasn't my best friend, but we had the things that we liked doing together. And for some reason, she was expelled in school. And it really hurt me. I was like, wow. When she left, I didn't even see her. You know, those days, I, would, I didn't even have her phone number. It was just, that was it. And years later, when she wrote me that letter, she said, she reminded me all the things we used to do together. And she said something that made me love her even more. She said, I'm sorry for how I left school. She didn't have to. She didn't have to. I wasn't even expecting it from him, from her. I mean, but just, I have not forgotten that like years later. I was like, wow. She was so considerate of my feelings. And she said she was so aware of, after that, because I had her address, we started seeing each other again. But why I'm, talk, I'm telling you this story is because when you receive news, when you receive a letter, a text message, sometimes it even comes as a message, the voice message or WhatsApp, whatever message you receive, it is meant to invoke a certain kind of emotion in your life. Sometimes you receive a letter and it makes you afraid. You receive and you're happy. You receive and you are sad, you are angry many kinds of emotion. How do you think Hezekiah felt when he received this letter? He must have been afraid. Like, oh God, this man will just not stop. And he said, God, I don't know what to do. I'm taking this letter. I'm going to spread it in your presence. This is it. This is the threat over my life. This is the threat over the kingdom of Judah. And he started praying. He called on the Jehovah. He, told, he said who he is. Let's have a look at that prayer. Um, verse 14. Let's start from chapter, 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 14. Do we have it? I'm sorry because I've just been Second Kings chapter 19 verse 14 there. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God. You are alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. It takes knowing the God you serve. We're going to continue with the prayer. But when I got to this part, I was like, God just showed me something. That you know, when you are born, you have a birth certificate. There are documents we work with. Then you want to travel, you have a passport. And you get married, you get a marriage certificate. You start having a house, 
you get a title deed. Business CAC. Even when you go to college, you receive your qualifications. And I realized that the devil brings a threat to these documents. Birth certificate. He wants it crossed out because he wants you to die. It's a lie. So the letter he's sending away, whether in the form of medical report or in the form of dreams, whatever form that you have received the message, take that birth certificate back to God. You make sure that I was born for a reason. I will fulfill purpose. Amen. Whew. If it's a marriage certificate, you are receiving, you are being served divorce papers. That's the letter from the enemy. Take it and spread it before the Lord and speak over it. You knew. I prayed before I entered here, Lord, and you know why I'm here. I've given children. They will not suffer. These my children will not suffer. My husband will not suffer because my, my wife will not suffer. You know, say whatever God is saying concerning your life. You know where the shoe pinches. So, I was like, I was a bit like, well, should I, should I not? But I think it is good for you. If you have a piece of paper, write down that, the name of that document which is being threatened in your life. Sometimes we do things in the physical. We know we are, in, we are calling forth those things which are not as though they were. Whatever threat, maybe you have finished university but they just refuse to give you that certificate. So you can't get a job because of that certificate. That's a problem which you have to take and spread in front of your God. God can deal with that problem. Don't give up. Oh, you have the certificates. We have plenty of them. You've been going to courses, course after course, but no job. That's a problem. There's a threat. Take it before God. You want to have a house. Title deed is my threat right now. Why can't I have my own house? Before God, it's according to your desire. Which other one? Whichever one. If I don't can't remember any other one right now. Whichever one that the enemy is threatening. Like you want to, oh, God is reminding me this one. I didn't even think about it. You want to go and join your spouse wherever your spouse is. But there's a threat. You can't, they can't give you that visa. They're not allowing you. Take it before God today. This conference is yours. Because once God, you are married, God wants you to enjoy your marriage. God wants you to go and stay with your husband. Did I see someone write it down? Because I want us to pray over it. If you don't have a piece of paper, write it on your phone. Type it on your phone. Looking at the time. Holy Spirit, move in this place. And I want you to imagine how Hezekiah did it. With all reverence, he believed. That's why he prayed that prayer. He believed that God was going to do it. It's not everyone. But I want you to come and drop the ashes with me. And drop it here if, it's, if you didn't write it on the phone. Don't come and kneel on the altar. I want you to drop it. This is the altar of God. Just be speaking in tongues quietly and come and drop it on this altar. The pastors, I mean the 
ushers will pick them afterwards. Don't kneel, don't waste anybody's time. If there's a threat on any document, I'm just saying document because you know it carries, for instance, there is a document that allows me to live in this land. If I don't have a document, they will not allow me in. There are some things that the enemy has blocked. He uses those documents. Take that name of that confidence, of that document and place it, spread it in the presence of the almighty God. With all reverence, believe your God that you would do it. Believe him that you would do it. Can you sing that song? There's none holy like the Lord. Then we're going to pray. With all reverence, don't stop praying. If you did it for Hezekiah, you would do it for me. I'm a covenant child of God. I'm a covenant child of God. Oh, that's actually, that's true. God just reminded me. You want to have, you want to have that certificate. You want to get married. But the devil is just holding back. You know, it's not a certificate, but we're using documents. He's just holding back. He's just holding on to it. God says he will grant me my heart desires. He will grant us our heart desires. We are in his presence. <laughs> Don't do it anyhow. Do you know why Hannah sang that praise song? She had been waiting on God for a long time until she went that year. She was already established in God, but the word of the prophet made her prosper in that area. That's why she said, there's none holy as the Lord. There's none besides him. Nobody else can do it.
as they are bringing it, let's pray together. We're going to read the prayer of Hezekiah and then we're going to add our own words. Sorry to those who are still moving because of time, you know. Oh yes, we can join me speaking in tongues. Rebo shanda, rebo shanda, rebo are being broken. We want to see the covenant keeping God in action. <laughs> the covenant keeping God in action. Rebo shanda, rebo rebo shanda, rebo You have heard that is the covenant keeping God. Today you must see it for yourself. Hezekiah saw it and the others have seen it. Today is your turn. You are going to see it. I must see it. That's why I'm ready to do the needful. That's why I'm ready to do the needful. The spirit of the Lord is in this place. We have, we've already heard that is not a man that he should lie. And a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not perform it? Hallelujah. Verse 14 of chapter 19, please. Oh, no, no, verse 15, the prayer. We're going to say it together. Is it up there now? One, two, three, go. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, Oh, Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim. You are God. You alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord. And hear. <laughs> Open your eyes, O Lord. And see the words of this threat which they have sent to reproach the living God. Because you are in this covenant with God. The reproach is not just to you. It is to the living God. Truly Lord. 17. The kings of this earth have laid waste, have laid waste the nations in their hands. And have cast their gods into the fire. For they were not gods but the work of men's hands. Wood and stone. Therefore they destroyed them. Now. Therefore. O Lord our God. I pray. Save me from the hand of the enemy that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God. You alone. You alone. That they may know that you are the Lord God. It's not complicated. It is not complicated. Just easy like that. That they may know that is the Lord God. That he alone. That's why we say there is none like him none besides him and then then 20 then Isaiah the son I'm, not, I'm just reading by myself now Isaiah, Isaiah the son of Amos sent to Hezekiah saying thus says the Lord God of Israel because you have prayed to me against this issue I have heard Go 
ears have heard. God has heard. Will he hear and not do? Oh, Mama Shandaraba Segeret. He has heard. He has heard your, your prayers in the name of Jesus. That means he has answered. That means it is done. That means you do not need to worry anymore. That means you do not need to fear anymore. That, you, that means you need to keep holding on to his word. The word is he has heard. The word is he has heard. He has heard your cries. <laughs> he has answered. I want you to celebrate the word of God as pastor comes forward. Hey, celebrate it. Hey, Baba, we thank you. Abba Father, we say thank you. We give you praise, honor, and glory. Amen and amen. <laughs> Just lift your hands and appreciate God. Continue to give him praise, give him, give him honor. He's a God that never lies, never faithful. If he has said it, he will do it. If his mind has spoken it, he will always bring it to pass. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Wudukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.